guys, welcome to Gouache Universe. This is the Gouache Universe podcast. That's right, this is the inaugural edition, no pun intended, <laughs> of the Gouache Universe podcast. And I am your host, Gouache. Um, so I'm that comic book artist that discusses comics, movies, science fiction, and pop culture news, all while changing the universe, one subject at a time. <laughs> So in the coming weeks, there will be guests and there will be topics and pretty much everything that I want to talk about and things that I'm interested in, whether it's games, movies, comics, anything regarding science fiction. And uh, man, we got some good topics this week. A lot of good news came out this week. Um, first up, let's talk about this is as of today. Charlie Cox just finished filming his scenes for Spider-Man 3. And this gets me excited because, first of all, Charlie Cox, for those of you who don't know, Charlie Cox played Daredevil on the uh, Netflix series um, uh, for three seasons. And, uh, you know, like all the other uh, Netflix Marvel shows, they were unceremoniously canceled um, approximately, man, has it been two years ago? Seems like just yesterday, but... I would, I would say two years, maybe two years, maybe one and a half years. I think it was two years ago. Um, but, uh, you know, anyway, uh, so it was uh, speculated that, you know, well, everyone was hoping that, you know, the Netflix characters would, you know, once again, you know, show up in the, uh, the mainstream Marvel Cinematic Universe. And um, so first up, Charlie Cox, that was uh, the big news that broke earlier. I think it was last summer or the end of last year um, about him, you know, popping up in Spider-Man as uh, Spider-Man's lawyer. And um, I think this is great. I think this is great for the entire Netflix, uh, you know, cast of characters, because if anybody knows me, that they know that Luke Cage is, was my favorite, you know, Marvel Netflix show out of all of them. Um, Daredevil was great. Punisher was great. Uh, Jessica Jones was great. Um, even I would say Iron Fist, you know, that, that second season had promise, you know, the first season was a little, I don't know where they were going. They were going in directions that even the Metro couldn't follow. But, uh, the second season, I thought it was starting to get a little better. You know, it left, it ended on a cliffhanger. Um, and I was, you know, interested in seeing where it would go, but, uh, Luke Cage, whew, man, that show was just, that hit all the, the spots, had me in all the fields, you know, it, it just, I related to that show on a deep level. And, um, I really wanted to see where they were going to go with, you know, season three, you know, but once again, you know, uh, all the Netflix shows were unceremoniously canceled, you know, due in part, you know, I think because of, you know, Disney, you know, getting their own streaming service and, you know, Netflix didn't want to, you know, compete with, you know, Disney. So in return, they just canceled all the Marvel shows but, um, you know, so the, the Netflix, uh, you know, it was in the contract that, you know, Disney wouldn't be able to use those characters until two years after the contract lease was up. You know, it's all political stuff. But, you know, so once again, you know, cut to now, it's two years later. So now Disney can officially, you know, use those characters again. You know, I think uh, Daredevil was first. Um and then I think after Daredevil, no, actually, 
Iron Fist was canceled first. So they basically could have used Iron Fist before Daredevil. But um, I think most of the fans really, really wanted, you know, Charlie Cox to return um, in Marvel. But nobody expected him to show up in, you know, Spider-Man 3. And uh, they're, they're all, even the actors and, you know, Kevin Feige, the producer, he's, everyone is acting real coy, you know, in regards to, you know, whether he's in or out. But, you know, people are seeing him on the set. So it's kind of like you can't hide. You might as well just come on out with the story. Just get on, just get out with it, you know. Just, uh, I mean, people... You know, people are seeing them on the set, so you might as well just just make an official announcement. But um, anyway, in regards to that, man, that would be great because, you know, as, as we left off with uh, Spider-Man 2 Far From Home, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Spider-Man 2 you know, Far From Home, um, uh, J. Jonah Jameson, you know, ousted uh, Peter Parker's identity. And uh, that's actually perfect. Perfect. I mean, I couldn't think of a better way to introduce Daredevil into the greater, you know, Marvel cinematic slash mainstream Disney Plus universe than to have, you know, Daredevil show up as Peter Parker's lawyer. I mean, that's perfect. I mean, I don't even think that I'm trying to think just speculation here. I mean, do I even want to see him suit up? I mean, it would just be cool just to have him there as his lawyer and just maybe do a wink to the audience or something like that. You know, maybe have some cool lines here like, hey, uh, you know, um, I wear red at night or something like that. I don't know, some type of corny line, but because everybody knows he's he's been Daredevil on the Netflix shows who's, you know, been following the Marvel uh, shows, you know, since uh, they started. So um, a wink to the fans would be great you know in fact the entire his entire scenes and dialogue should be just winks to the audience you know i mean he's he's already serving his purpose as being spider-man's lawyer you know to clear his name and everything but um just having him constantly you know doing some winks to the audiences with you know his lines and dialogue would be perfect uh so i'm excited about that um next up uh, that leads into one of the other Netflix characters, you know, besides, you know, me being excited and hopeful that Luke Cage makes his return. Um, we had an announcement last week. It's just in a rumor. It wasn't an official announcement, but I, I'm just speculating here. But uh, it was speculated that uh, Marvel is, uh, you know, requesting Kristen Ritter reprise her role as Jessica Jones on the She-Hulk show. And... Um, that would be perfect, too, because I really enjoyed, you know, Jessica Jones. I think the first season was great. That first season of Jessica Jones was was really, really good. Um, the second season, I think it kind of went off the rails for me. Um, it was a little slow. Not it, it didn't go off the rails. I mean, the story was good. It was just a little too slow for me. Um, but then again, on that third season, they kind of picked back up and it was kind of like it had me on the edge of my seat you know, throughout that entire third season. Um, I just thought it had a lot of heart to it and it just had that, you know, uh, I don't know, just that theme of family, uh, which kind of, um, made it even more so, you know, uh, tense, you know, the story that they were telling. And so that third season really kind of, uh, rivaled the first season. Um, the first season was, was really good. You know, of course they had the purple man, uh, as the main villain and he was just, you know, uh, riveting throughout the entire first, uh, season, um, but, uh, so anyway, yeah, man, just to have Kristen Ritter, you know, come back as, you know, 
Jessica Jones would be uh, perfect, you know. Um, and where there's Jessica Jones, you know, Luke Cage is not too far behind. <laughs> um, even, you know, uh, even Iron Fist, you know, I mean, look, if you're going to bring all the Netflix characters back into the to the mainstream Marvel Universe, you might as well stick with it, you know, stick with all of the, the shows, you know. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's no secret that, you know, Iron Fist was kind of sort of the weakest link out of all the Netflix shows, but you know, it has its fans, you know, even I was a fan. I watched both of the seasons. Um, I thought the first season was, like I said, a little slow. Um, but you know, once again, I thought the second season picked up and it had promise for the third season. So, you know, um, in the capable hands of Kevin Feige, I'm certain that maybe they can, you know, uh, make it even better, you know, however they choose to use him, you know, uh, whether it's a team up with Luke Cage or, you know, uh, I'm just curious to see, you know, those characters in that world, um, uh, return and I'm excited, you know, for the prospect of the future. Um, what else? Uh, next up, the other news, uh, that came in this week, Harry Lennox is making his return as Martian Manhunter in the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League. Now this, I don't know, this, uh, this Snyder cut, it just, it just puzzles me to no end. I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, I, I get that, you know, uh, Zack Snyder was, I hate to keep using this word, but unceremoniously let go of, you know, uh, Justice League and, you know, the reins of directing was, uh, turned over to Joss Whedon and I get that he wants to, you know, finish his film, but, uh, scenario. Um, I mean, I'm curious. I, I, I want to see it. Um, I'm hearing that it's what, uh, what, it's going to be four hours long and it's going to be on HBO max, of course. And it's going to be in the format of a series. So, for example, like one hour on Friday, and then they release the next hour on the next Friday, then the next hour on the following Friday, kind of like that. Um, so, I don't know. It just perplexes me. And, you know, Harry Lennox return as Martian Manhunter. Man, I mean, Zack Snyder is going to have to do a heck of a lot of writing to retcon Harry Lennox as Martian Manhunter, because as far as I'm as I know, if I have, maybe I need to go back and watch him in the, you know, the man of steel and everything. Cause I know he played, uh, the Colonel, uh, uh, in the military and everything. But as far as I know, I need to, I don't remember or recall them even hinting at him being Martian Manhunter. Um, so, I mean, I can go back and, and watch and, uh, you know, just to see if there was any traces. Um, because from what I'm hearing, you know, Zack Snyder always had the, had him, uh, Harry Lennox in mind to be Martian Manhunter. Um, so anyway, that was released this week. And, uh, man, like I said, this, this film just gets weirder and weirder, you know? Um, but I'm curious to see, you know, what they, what's going to be done. I know he's refilming scenes now and, uh, you know, adding special effects, you know, $70 million worth of special effects. <laughs> My goodness. I mean, <laughs> So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, what else? What else we got? Um, oh, uh, yeah, Kevin Feige um, confirmed uh, also this week, I think Monday of this week, confirmed that Deadpool is going to be rated R. 
So that's exciting. I mean, I had no doubt that, you know, well, there was some doubt. I mean, I didn't know whether it was going to be, you know, since Deadpool is, you know, under Disney now. I mean, I didn't know whether they were going to go with the PG version or PG-13. But I think if they did go with the PG-13, that would upset the fans, <laughs> you know, who, who really like that hardcore, you know, rated R, you know, Deadpool. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, it started rated R and I think it should finish rated R. You know, I just didn't. I'm just curious to see what platform they're going to release it on. Is it going to be on, you know, Disney Plus or are they going to create a whole new, you know, like a Disney Plus Dark or something like that, you know, to put their R-rated films on, or is it going to be on Hulu, or, I mean, it's going to be straight to theaters, I mean, who knows when movie theaters are going to, you know, reopen again, um, so I'm kind of curious about that, but, you know, I'm excited and happy that, you know, Kevin Feige has decided to keep it rated R, you know, keep Deadpool rated R, um, so that dropped this week, um, what else, what else we got, uh, this one, Chris Evans rumored to return as Captain America, I don't know. Just take it as a grain of salt. You know, it's just a rumor at this point. Um, Chris, I know Chris Evans uh, uh, released a tweet, you know, saying, I forgot what he said. and said something to the fact, you know, this is news to me, you know, but I don't know. Sometimes these actors, they act so coy, you know, and instead of just coming out and saying, no, I'm not, or, you know, just say yes or no, you know, they say, I don't know what to believe, even Chris Evans, because, you know, sometimes these actors, they say one thing and then it turns out that, oh, they really are in the movie or they really are in the project, you know, but then, but they said, you know, weeks or months ago that they weren't or they pretended like they weren't. So I don't know, but, you know, I'm excited. I mean, I, I would really like to see that because um, as far as another movie, I don't think they should utilize uh, Chris Evans, Captain America in a movie. Um, I think they should utilize him in like a cameo or, you know, uh, flashback scenes or, you know, guesting in someone else's film, um, most likely in flashback scenes. Or they can do the whole, you know, uh, Captain America returning the Infinity Gems through time. Uh, that would be cool to see. Um, so it's a speculation at this at this point. But, you know, um, you know, more Chris Evans is Captain America. <laughs> Great. You know, I'm, I'm up for it, up for seeing it. So, anyway, that's all the news for this week. And um, thank you for listening to my inaugural event. Once again, no pun intended, but this is the inaugural edition of the Gouache Universe podcast. Um, be sure to follow me on all the interwebs at Gouache Universe. That's G universe u-n-i-v-e-r-s-e and also um shameless plug uh be sure to pick up my first comic book slash graphic novel it's actually on digital stores right now um in comiXology to be more exact and uh it's my graphic novel i'm excited about it's um just imagine it's a science afro science fiction futurism and spirituality all rolled into one coming-of-age tale filled with adventure, thrills, suspense. The main story has a grand epic feel to it, you know, dealing with supervillains and potential of a nuclear holocaust. But the subplot is very, very intimate as it focuses on real-world issues such as social anxiety, fear, and mental illness, and its psychological effect on the main characters 
life journey. So be sure to pick that up because you don't want to miss it. I mean, it's it's going to blow your mind. It's it's 200 some odd pages of sheer excitement and you won't regret it. So thanks again for listening to my first inaugural podcast. Once again, this is Squash Universe. And until next time, bye bye. Thank you.